Welcome to Business Conversations with your host, business strategist, Clive Ennevar. Clive is joined by expert guests as they talk business behind the scenes to give you the tools and insights to support your growth, security and serenity as you strive for your success. Welcome to another episode of Business Conversations with Clive Ennevar. I am Clive Ennevar, business strategist, and we're having a conversation with Karen Hillen about human resources issues for small business. Karen is a virtual HR manager. This is like having a HR manager in your back pocket. You speak directly to a real person for advice tailored to your circumstances. Karen provides a monthly HR support and advice tailored to your business to get the answers you need when you need them to help with people management issues or just talk through an issue of growth or planning. Hello, Karen, and welcome to Business Conversations. Hi, Clive. Thanks for having me. That's a pleasure. Where have we found you? I am on the sunny north coast of New South Wales in Kingscliff, and it's a beautiful day today. Yes, well, Kingscliff's a, a lovely spot, as I recall. I used to travel through around that area quite some time ago. But if I remember rightly, you don't get much of a winter. We've only been here six months, um, so I'm looking forward to a nice warm winter. But yeah, apparently it's uh, pretty similar all year round. And that sounds like a pretty good place to be a virtual person. Yes. Yeah, so with with my service... um, most of my services are provided by phone or email or things like Zoom, Skype, you know, with all of the technology we have. So um, it really um, doesn't matter where I'm located or where my clients are located because um, everything we have in technology these days makes it easier, really easy to, um, to provide those services that they need. So on that basis, being a virtual person, you work all around the country, I, you're your skill set um, and legal requirements wouldn't allow you to work internationally, I imagine, but do you do all over Australia? Yeah, all over Australia. So, yeah, you're right, it's not international because uh, there are different employment laws um, in different countries, but in Australia, um, the Fair Work Act um, is a federal act. So, there are a few little differences in some states in relation to some state-based legislation. So things um, to do with um, work health and safety and um, some long, long service leave legislation is different from state to state, but the Fair Work Act covers all of Australia. So things like anything to do with awards and that type of thing um, are mostly Australia-wide. So we've got some of the things right, a um, bit different to our car licensing, etc. However, (laughs) that's another conversation on another day. Just looking at uh, small business, uh, small business in Australia is the largest sector within Australia. And... Do they make up the majority of employers? Yeah, I believe they do. And I think that's the thing. Um, There are a lot of really small businesses out there that might only employ one or two people. And and even um, from the Fair Work Act point of view, um, a small business is um, up to 15 people. So that can be quite a a large business, I suppose, in relation to um, uh, turnover and financial um, aspects. But, um, yeah, small businesses do employ a lot of people, which is great. And, of course, uh, being a small business with one, two, three or however many employees, 
uh, it could be a serious impost to have a HR manager on staff. Absolutely. So um, absolutely, honestly, if you are a small business, and it depends on the business, the industry, um, a whole range of things when you're talking about a magic number of when you might need a full-time HR person internally in your business. But I find that even some businesses up to about 70, even up to 100 people may not have a full-time HR manager for a range of reasons. It may be because they find they don't need a full-time resource. Some businesses might have somebody on a part-time basis. Some businesses probably um, think they don't need it. But really, once you employ one person in your business, you need you do need an element of, of HR support. So um, that's where people like me come in because we can provide that service at a pretty good cost where it's not costing a fortune to a business, but they still have the peace of mind that they're doing the right thing and they have everything covered without the cost of a staff member on, in their business, whether that was part-time or full-time, you know, all of the associated costs that go with that so being able to outsource to somebody like me in a similar way to to um, a bookkeeper I suppose. Yes so essentially the complexities involved in employing people doesn't change whether you have one or a hundred. No, it doesn't. But the thing I find is um, if, if a business gets it right at the very beginning when they are employing their first person, it makes it a lot easier when they do get to their hundredth person. So whether that's um, having some sort of cloud-based HR system or whether it's having uh, policies and employment contracts and documents in place, a business will decide what suits them best. And I'm always happy to have a chat to work out what the best solution is for a business because it's not a one-size-fits-all. It's good to get that foundation right from the beginning. And uh, one of my favourite clients actually did that. She came to me pretty early on when she was about to start employing people and wanted to make sure that she got it all right and got it set up. So it was one less thing she had to worry about when she was growing. So from that, I take it your uh, ideal for a small business person would be to when they're thinking about putting somebody on to talk to a HR person, not after and potentially after they've made an error. Yes. And obviously um, I do get people contacting me when there's been a problem or somebody's gone to fair work. I like to get people before it gets to that stage so I can help them avoid those things because it's really stressful. And I find a lot of the time too that businesses aren't trying to do the wrong thing. It's just that they really don't know what they don't know. So I think that is one of the things that I like when I can educate a business owner when they're about to employ people so they understand what's involved. So even things like considering workers' comp and um, will the person that you're employing need equipment like a laptop or a phone or if you've been working from home and all of a sudden you're going to start employing people do you now need an office or lots and lots of things that I think a lot of the time people aren't really thinking of and and finding the smartest way to get that first person on and sometimes it might be that they haven't considered all of the different options and and maybe outsourcing something in their business might be the first step rather than employing somebody so just talking through all of those things so people make good decisions right from the beginning. A very good uh, tip in my view. Um, (laughs) So just leading on from that, 
a small business has decided that they probably need somebody else and are looking at an employee situation. Yep. What sort of HR documents should a small business have? Okay, so a position descriptions a really good idea. And one of the things I always say to business owners is that you really should have a position description for yourself as well as a starting point. And when you're starting off in business, that position description would have everything in it. So pretty much everything that happens in the business will be in your position description when um, you start off and you're just one person in the business. Then when you're thinking about employing somebody, have a look at all of those duties and all of the tasks and, and pull out what you think should go into the position description of the first person you're going to employ. It's a lot easier to think about recruiting somebody when you know what you want them to do because that's going to make it easier to advertise the position, whether that's putting something on your social media or getting a recruitment company or however you do that. But it's going to be really clear to you and to the people that are applying for the job what the job actually entails. So that's a good place to start. Yeah, always good to be clear on things like that. And I like that you're talking about being proactive, not reactive. Yes, they're the businesses I like to work with. And, and look, I think the thing is too, if you can be really clear about what the person is going to do in your business, it's easier for them as well. And then as you get into the business, you know, if, if there are performance issues, if you don't have a position description, how can you say to somebody that they're not performing or they're not doing what you expect because they don't know if they don't have a position description? And I suppose going on further from that, things like having an employment contract in place so they do know what you expect. The fact that, um, you know, what their start and finish times are. All of those basic things that can be in a verbal contract, but it's hard to, to prove what was said in a verbal contract. Um, you can have a verbal in employment contract, but it's hard to be able to go back and say, this is the contract we made and it was verbal because people will have different ideas of, of what was said at the time. So having a, having a written employment contract is a really good idea as well. Yeah, for similar reasons. extremely important, I would have thought. Yes. And look, a lot of businesses don't have employment contracts in place. And again, it's not because they're trying to do the wrong thing. They've just never really thought about it. They've got somebody into the business. It could have been that they knew somebody and they've come into work and it was just a handshake and, you know, they talked about and, and off they went. But as you grow and if you've got plans to grow, having those foundations, as I said, in place early on, make it a lot easier to get the next person and the next person on because you've got a process and you've got a, a, you know, a pack, if you like, to give to that new employee and knowing the things that you have to give. So one other thing that's really important for people to know when they're employing staff is there is a legislative requirement to give a new employee what's called the Fair Work Information Statement. And a lot of businesses don't know about that. So that is something that you can be fined if you don't give it to your new employees. So just things like that, really, I suppose, educating yourself in relation to what requirements there are and what things you can put in place to make it easier for everybody. And where would one find that? The Fair Work Information Statement, it's on the, the Fair Work Ombudsman website. I also have it in my 
resources that I have as well. But it's a good idea to source it from an online location because they do update it regularly. So um, I always like to go in and check and make sure that I have the most up-to-date version. It was updated a couple of months ago. So I usually advise people to get it from the Fair Work Ombudsman site because then you can feel confident that it's going to be the latest version. And that updating of information, I imagine, is why a small business really wants some specialist involved in this aspect, because difficult enough for a small business person to keep their eyes on what's happening inside their business, let alone what's happening uh, as a result of government behaviour. Absolutely. And I think that's the thing, you know, people go into business because they have an interest in what they do or they're good at it or what, or they buy a business because they see potential in, you know, growing it, making money, you know, being successful, all of the reasons people go into business. But HR is usually not the reason people go into business, except me, because that's my business. But you know, I think that's the thing. People, a lot of the time, wouldn't even know where to start looking about where um, they'll find out what pay rates are appropriate, whether that's an award rate or whether it's a market rate. Sometimes people don't even know where to start looking for that. And again, uh, you know, coming back to, I honestly believe that business owners are trying to do the right thing and they're not trying to rip people off or underpay people but a lot of the time they just don't know and sometimes they can find themselves in trouble if they think that they're offering a a pay rate that they think is okay because they've spoken to somebody else and they said oh yeah this is what we pay somebody without really getting some advice about is that the appropriate rate to pay yes that's uh, something one hears about all too often isn't it but there's a whole range of things there that uh, one theoretically needs to know about or in practice needs to know about what are the main things people should think about when they begin to employ staff or indeed when they employ a, a new staff member yep yeah, so The basics um, is some of the things I've already talked about. So having an employment contract. So people do know things like what they're going to get paid, when they're going to get paid, their start and finish times, the conditions of the employment and some contracts are more complex than others for a range of different reasons. Having some policies in place is a good idea and it doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to have 50 employment-related policies that's going to take a day for an employee to read and then not remember, but it's good to have some, some basic policies in place like a code of conduct so people know what you expect. Things like your expectations in relation to the way people present and represent your business. So um, if you have a uniform, for instance, you can put those sorts of things in a code of conduct. A couple of other essential policies I I think are really important are um, policies in relation to um, performance and conduct and things like grievance and harassment and bullying and also a leave policy so people know what leave they're entitled to and also how they should apply for leave. And if you require them to um, submit a medical certificate, for instance, for sick leave, what the conditions are around that. Because if you don't have those things in place, people won't know what you expect. And you rattled off a whole bunch of stuff there, Karen. (laughs) (laughs) And given that... To you, it was fairly simple and ABC type, but 
to me or somebody else who's looking at employing something, that's probably quite frightening. So is that the the real reason that we should look to someone like you to help us with our employment? Yeah, look, I think so. People don't go into business because they want to know all, all of the ins and outs of, you know, contracts and policies and pay rates and all that sort of thing. So that's why a service like mine does exist. And I suppose one of the things that I think is really important is for a business owner to educate themselves. So find out what's out there in relation to services like mine. Make sure they're flexible and they fit your circumstances. There's no need to get locked into contracts with a HR provider because um, there are lots of flexible options. For instance, for a really small business, I have a HR starter pack where it includes an employment contract, all the forms that you need, you know, some information about a good way to have an induction for your employees so they feel welcome in your business. Things that you probably really want to do for your employee but you're not really even sure where to start. So just things like that where, you know, they're the things I think about all the time because I've been in HR for a long time and I know that they're the things that are important from from an employee relations point of view and I'm sure business owners want to make sure that they're making their staff feel welcome. So just having those things in place and like I said, I, I have them packaged up for, um, for small businesses in a HR starter pack. So they don't even have to think about it. They just know that all, all they need is going to be there ready for them. And I can answer questions that people will have along the way as well. It's very important, I think, what you just mentioned there about uh, making a, a new employee feel welcome through a well-planned induction process because if it's well-planned and written down, there's less likelihood that you're going to forget to explain something to somebody. Absolutely. And I think that's the thing, you know, I, I think we've all had situations, I know I have, where you walk in on your first day at a new job and you're already feeling nervous and the person that greets you looks at you and says, oh, I forgot you were starting today oh, just sit down in that office there, we'll be with you soon. It makes you feel so unwelcome and you're already feeling nervous and then all of a sudden that just makes you feel a whole lot worse. So if you've got a, an induction um, and orientation pack ready to go and you're really organised as a business owner or a manager, that new person that walks in the door is going to feel a lot happier to walk into your business and feel welcome from the very first moment they walk in and to have some processes in place. So, you know, knowing, you know, even things like where are the good places to go and get coffee or, you know, where's the good place to go and get lunch? Um, you know, if there are issues with parking or public transport, just the little tips like that that really help people settle in quickly to a business. Yes, very good tips, I think. Speaking of tips, Karen, what's the best tip you have received from a business conversation? Okay, so I think the best tip I've received is, for me, about being organised and having structure. So I am the sort of person that really needs to have some structure in place so I can stay focused. 
that's been really good for me because I've been able to structure my business. So I have some systems in place and it just makes things easier and more ordered. And I think you, you come across more professional when you have a bit of order in, um, in the way that you do things. So definitely for me would be to, to stay focused and have some structure to follow. And of course, that structure will allow that new person to feel far more comfortable simply because everything runs according to Hoyle, as they say. Yeah, absolutely. And look, things will always go wrong. And I think people understand that from a human point of view. But, you know, if you've got some systems in place to help with that process. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Indeed. What's the top piece of advice you would like to leave listeners with today? Educate yourself. And make sure you're prepared. Really have a look at what you want a new employee to do because it is going to be a lot easier if you do that preparation in the beginning rather than feel like you're always on the fly. I've worked in businesses before where the recruitment process was always done on the run and you always felt like you were two steps behind where you needed to be. And I think when you do things like that, sometimes you end up making not very good decisions from a recruitment point of view. So I I really think being prepared and really mapping out what you need and understanding the things that you need. So, you know, even considering things like workers' comp insurance um, for new employees and, you know, all of those things. So just be really prepared and really map out what you need before you actually take that first step. Excellent advice. But most importantly, before we finish today, how can our listeners connect with you to start their own business conversation? Okay, so they can visit my website. Uh, So it's www.hillenstaffsolutions.com.au or you can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and all of Instagram and, and Facebook are both Hill and Staff Solutions. So it's pretty easy to, to search and find me. And on LinkedIn, it's Karen Hillen. And oh. Hillen, of course, is spelled H-I-L-L-E-N. E-N, that's it, yes. I'm always happy to, to have a chat if, if somebody's got a question um, that they just need answered and to point someone in the right direction. And I'm always happy to connect with new people. Uh, indeed, and that's an excellent thing because uh, if we look across the landscape of uh, business in Australia, uh, employment disputes, well hover around the top of issues uh, involved in business. So uh, really good, I think, for people in business to start getting involved, having conversations with people like yourself, just so that we can avoid more of those issues. Uh, you know, as uh, a fellow I had a conversation with some time ago said he, he was reasonably certain that his staff didn't turn up to see what they could muck up every day. they actually were there to try and do a good job and therefore i think it's important as a business owner that we should look after our uh, employees (laughs) absolutely and i think the thing is if you have a really great culture and people want to come to work and you treat them well they will go the extra mile for you as well. So um, nobody wants to come to work and have conflict. And I think the number one reason for people leaving their job 
is a bad manager or a bad boss or a bad business owner. So you don't want to be that person that is the cause of somebody leaving a business. So it's so important just to make sure that people are happy because we spend so much time at work. We, we want to be able to enjoy it. And, and you know, we're not at, we're not at work to, um, to have, you know, fun. That's not the main reason, but you want to enjoy it while you're there. People that are happy in their business, in your business are always going to be more productive. Indeed. And that's excellent uh, note to finish on. I think, Karen, thank you. And just a reminder to get in contact with Karen, it's hillandstaffsolutions.com.au or out there on LinkedIn and uh, Facebook. Karen, thank you. This has been an excellent conversation. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. And I hope um, the people that are listening um, picked up some tips and um, are a little bit more prepared for when they are ready to employ their first person or if they're already employing people, um, it's made it a little bit clearer for them. Excellent work. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Conversations with Clive Enever. Make sure you subscribe to future episodes via your favourite podcast app. And you can find more business resources at cliveenever.com.au.